Tanya for the fourth of Tamil's Bethesda story. The Baal Shem Tov was once traveling with one of his chassidim, whose name was Reb Mendel of Bear. And he was, and his student became extremely hot, extremely thirsty. And the Baal Shem Tov told him like this, he said, if you really have trust in Hashem, that water will come along, water will come along. And so they continued traveling and suddenly they came across someone, uh, uh, a Gentile man that was searching for his horses. And he'd asked, he asked if they knew where his horses were. He'd been searching for three days and they hadn't seen it or they had seen it. The story doesn't make it clear. But the point was, they asked him, do you have any water that you could give us? And he told them, yes. And he gave them some of their water and they felt a lot better. And they continued going. And suddenly, Reb Mendel of Be'er asked, asked his rabbi, the Baal Shem Tov, he said, I don't get it. I just had a Muna now that something would, successful would happen, but this man has been searching for his horse for three days, which means it was already prepared way in advance, way before I had my belief in Hashem or not. I thought it's right now that I triggered this miracle, but it seems like it was already triggered far before we even left on our journey or wherever it was, before this even became a problem, far before we were thirsty. And the Bashanta said like this, Hashem set out things in motion three days ago in anticipation that if you were to have belief in him, it'd be ready straight away for you to have your miracle. It's a brilliant story, and it's so deep on so many levels. The Tanya so far, we're starting chapter number 10, and the Tanya is giving us an insight onto understanding the unity that exists between Hashem and Hashem's spheres. Hashem and Hashem's um, intellectual, emotional capacity as he created this world, the journey he used to create the world. And of course, it's not truly within Hashem. We're not talking about higher than the symptom, we're talking lower, lower than the symptom, etc. But even so, these are things beyond our pay grade. These are things we're not able to understand. So why do we give um, the descriptor of God being wise if the truth of the matter is God's wisdom is entirely above our pay grade, as we've very well established over the past two chapters. When we use the word God being wise, for example, we are not saying God is wise, you know, like I am wise, but God is a thousand times wiser. What we're really saying is God is the source of kindness. And even then, when we talk about the kindness by God, there's not a, a kindness like we understand is entirely above us and it's entirely united one with God. And now the Altar is going to introduce the question, okay, then why do we use that the phraseology at all? We shouldn't be using that phraseology. Well, what are we trying to accomplish by using kindness? We should make up other words and nonsensical words that maybe could attribute to things that are beyond what we understand because we don't understand any of it. says in spite of the fact that spheres of Hashem entirely uh, um, supersede logic, the Torah speaks in the language of man. The Torah gives a certain sense of ability for projection when our brains are able to understand. Because if the Torah would just use the nonsensical words, well, we would have no, no relation or correlation. We have no understand even a minute amount of it. So the Terry comes along and says, uses human vernacular. It says Hashem's hand, Hashem's mouth. It says Hashem is gracious, Hashem is wise, Hashem is forgiving, etc. In order that we can say, well, I know what forgiving is. I'm forgiving to my friends. So that means God must be. It gives us ability to understand a little bit, a little bit of it, 
And so therefore Hashem uses terminology that we can understand. And therefore the and therefore the the Kabbalists were given permission to speak allegorically about the spheres, giving them descriptions that relate to our life. That relate to our life. And therefore the the Bali Kabbalah called these spheres lights of Hashem. Why lights? Why, when describing the spirits, do they give the the spirit? Do they give the spirits lights? The Chachamim gave the 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 light the, the description of light because it gives us a little bit of an understanding of the unity that exists between Hashem and the spirits. If, for example, we use the muscle of a stream of water that gives offshoots to other streams or an ocean. That, that fills into a river that that you know that fills into um, more rivers. You know that's a, that's a form of expression from from you know something great to something um, leaning outwards. Light, you have the the actual source of the light, the sun, and then the light that comes from it. So why do we use that? The difference is that when you have water, for example, the water isn't entirely unified in the body of water. You can isolate different um, water, for example, in its original source. In the ocean, you know, yes, it's all one ocean. You know, you use the singular terminology, but it's everyone appreciates. You can take a little cup from the ocean and it's very much water. And that's a cup of water. It's not entirely unified. In fact, you could identify, you say, well, those molecules of water sitting in the ocean, as they travel down the different um, riverways until it finally reaches its destination, you know, it's the same molecules of, your, of water. But a sun, on the other hand, you have a, the sun and the light that's inside the sun. You can't identify, you know, three minutes before, you know, let's say it takes eight minutes and 20 seconds for the sunlight to get here. Three minutes before the sunlight starts its eight minute and a half journey, you can say, well, you know, I see that little that little piece of sunlight that's going to be in. Uh, no, you don't. You see the sun. And that little piece of, of, of light that's three minutes away from starting its eight minute journey, you can't identify it. Try you know, that, that, that would be foolish. And everyone understands that. So you have light, you have the source of light, but the light in the source of light before it comes and becomes its own identity is very much unified with the source of light. The Chachamim, the Bala Kabbalah, the Kabbalist said, this is a fantastic allegory to at least at least to some degree understand the unity of God and the spheres. God and, and it's first, yeah. The light has no identity when it's still in the sun. And this type of idea, but way, way more than this. Hashem in the highest order of itself, before it comes down even further, Hashem is light. And Hashem is entirely unified. Which become entirely unified in a perfect unity. The, the, they're derived from Hashem. And they come like the light from the from the sun, 
they are unified with Hashem, with a perfect unity, because it's right before it's actually coming to its own. Once it comes to its own identity, okay, fine. You try and understand that the unity, even though the truth matters, they still are completely unified. Might be a little bit, a little bit more difficult. But what helps us use the analogy of light is saying, wait a second, before it came out of the sun, the unity that existed between the sun and the light that came from it. That's a unity. People can appreciate that. So the Kabbalists said, okay, that's a great analogy. Of course, finishes off that it does it many times when he brings much, uh, an, an allegory to explain our idea in Hashem. The says, it's a wonderful marshal, but the truth of the matter is, of course, it doesn't actually, it helps us understand a little bit more about the unity of God, but it isn't really the truth of, of how unity works within God, because, of course, God's ways are far higher than our ways, and we're just projecting upwards, so the best we can understand. But it helps us a little bit. And that's, that's right, Tanya. Thank you so much for joining me, Tanya. Tanya said, Well, you have Hanam Michel and some of the Sahas and Alta Church will be out. Tanya Company, you have Fushan Ramad, and she said, I said, I'm going to show you how to get a little bit of 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 a little